Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And while you were here, you might as well check out the Leeds Podcast Network, where we have six, yeah, you heard it, six brand new shows, Monday through Saturday, each and every single week. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And whenever you listen to them, we are there. We cover the NBA, the WNBA, and we even dip our toes into the NFL. Check us out because we're really good. Memphis, 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 I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and today is a very fun episode. We're getting jitty with it. It's an episode all about John Conchar, and we interviewed Coach John Kaufman from Purdue-Fort Wayne. So hello, Grizz Nation, and hello, Mastodons. This is going to be a fun episode where you get to hear more about John, just the dude. And you'll hear the stories about how he is just a normal guy. And there's also stories that you won't hear. Uh, Me and Coach talked uh, a little bit before I started recording. And it was just the little stories about how John uh, just showed up at one of the games this past season. uh, Or actually this season. And it was just, uh, he just surprised the coach. Didn't know he was going to be able to get in town. But him and Killian Tilly both showed up. They took their little, you know, Uber, you know, their $8 Uber over instead of getting a rental car and doing all that. And instead of announcing that they're coming, they just showed up. And that's what the the kind of a dude he is. And unfortunately, John is now landed on the health and safety protocols with COVID. And that sucks. Just going to be honest. I'm going to pull back the curtain. It sucks because one... You know, you don't want anybody, you know, not healthy, right? You don't want our guy, our jitty guy. You don't want him under the weather or having to deal with this. But hopefully, you know, we'll knock on wood that all things are going good, that maybe he's asymptomatic or any kind of the issues that he has are very mild. So besides that, we just recorded this podcast yesterday. This is coming out the day of the Lakers game where we were all getting hyped. It's going to be... John Conchar versus LeBron James. How awesome is that? Never in a million years do you get a chance to say that. Uh, and also a chance for you know John himself uh, taking on one of the better players and starting alongside you know the other Grizzlies now that uh, Dylan Brooks and D'Anthony Melton are still out due to COVID protocols. So it was going to be a fun time, but putting out this episode and then he hits uh, the health and safety protocols is not ideal. But hopefully John has a chance to hear this as well, as well as the, the university out there at Purdue, Fort Wayne. Uh, welcome. This is the, this is the Grizz 901 podcast, and we try to hit on all things Grizzlies. And we are a big John Conchar fan. Uh, we're a big John Conchar podcast. So, uh, so hello to you all, and uh, welcome to really what is going to be a really good interview with Coach, talking about how John is, but also his drive. And if you want to hear about someone who just has that inner drive to be better, he might not be the best shooter that's on the court. He might not be the best rebounder, the best passer, 
he might not be the best at anything, but that doesn't mean he, that doesn't mean anything to John. What that means is he has to work harder. He has to redevelop himself. He has to develop his defensive side of the ball because maybe he wasn't known to be a great defender. But you know what? To get on the court, you have to change your game. And that's really what John did. And I'm excited to really let you hear what Coach had to say because, honestly, it was one of those things that I I contacted the university and literally within half an hour, I received back information back from the coach to where he wanted to do the interview almost immediately because the, the simple thing of what he said is anything for John. And that was, and that just told me everything I need to know. When, when a coach says anything for John, that just lets me know that, that Conchar is the dude. And so I'm excited for you to hear this. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the interview today. But today we have with us the head men's basketball coach at Purdue-Fort Wayne. He is the early knower, innovator, kind of grower of Jitty time. He is John Kaufman. What's up, John? Well, I appreciate you having me on. It was a great email today. I mean, we're going through COVID college basketball, which is a mess. And, you know, anytime you can get a smile on my face, uh, it's great. And, man, hearing that you wanted to talk some John Conchar Macedon basketball, um, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's, yeah. let's rock and roll. The, the mascot, the Macedon, that's probably my top 10 favorite because it's just, it's different. You don't hear it. It's it. So what is it? And what's the reason? Is there anything, any background to the Macedon? Well, first thing, if, if, do you know what a Macedon is? Kind of, kind of. It's <laughs> a best way to describe it is we're, we're a well-kempt woolly mammoth. Okay. You know, so we're, we're, we're tougher. Our hair's not as long. We've gotten a haircut. Okay. Uh, and they found Mastodon bones in Fort Wayne. Oh, maybe, I don't know, 75 years ago. Okay. And they keep them in Kettler hall. Uh, the first building on our campus and we're wow. young campus. We're about six years old, 60 something years old. Um, and so I've always said, when we make the NCAA tournament, come close, uh, I'm throwing those things in a backpack and we're taking those suckers <laughs> with us. That's awesome. Well, well, we're talking about uh, Jitty. We're talking about John Conchar uh, here on there. And I had to uh, reach out to you because John is one of my more favorite players on the Grizzlies. And everybody likes Jaw, right? Jaw's amazing. But John really goes about, you know, really his craft. And he goes all in. He might not be the best shooter on the team. He might not be anything that he is the best at. But I know that his drive is really what is the biggest thing for him. And he can do so many things. And I just watch him thinking, yeah, he is 6'5", right? Bigger than other people. But he has what a lot of people feel like they are good at. They're, they're just good at like going out there and just playing. And he does such a good job of it. When did you see that John was just maybe different? Because, you know, he don't walk out on the court. You go, oh, that's John Conchar. But there's something to him. As a basketball coach, you have to love. Well, and, and you gave me a lot. I mean – how much time? That was a long question. A lot of, a lot of stages. Whatever you got, we got. That, well, the first part about John that you talked about and, and why he's a, such a good fit with Coach Taylor's organization. I, I've watched a ton. I follow a lot. I mean, well, I don't see I'm looking at Twitter. I mean, you know, and my wife, who's a college coach as well, she's a college softball coach. Okay. And she texted John the other day. There were some clips of him just having fun. And that's kind of been the big talk in Memphis is right. – 
how how much fun they're having. And almost I saw something out there, you know, comparison comparing kind of where the Memphis Tigers are right now, you know, with the Grizzlies. And, and I don't know all that, but they were talking <laughs> about the, the Grizzlies just man, they're just enjoying each other and they enjoy yeah. the success of their teammates. And that's something both my wife and I in our programs, it's you know, we call it vicarious joy. And that's who he is. And like he's perfect in that because I mean his ego is like this big like and 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 I know I'm on the radio so you can't see my finger I mean (laughs) there's none there and you know I mean he 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 doesn't know how good he is and and that's the beauty of it and he's friends with everyone I mean his best friend on our team was Trevor Osborne a long-haired walk-on from Fort Wayne. He used to cut his hair at the end of the season, give it to locks of love. And the two guys would roll out in jean shorts on Friday and try and get this jean shorts Friday thing going on campus. And one day Ryan Sims, my longtime assistant, um, it's right around Christmas, rolls into his office and they had pranked him. They had wrapped the entire office like debt, like, like, you know, Christmas wrap, desk, chair, name tags, everything in his office and just always pulling pranks. And, and that was like his, his partner in crime on our campus, you know, and, and I mean, Trevor, I love Trevor, but uh, you know, he was a D four player with, with, with an NBA heart and they just became good friends. And, you know, it was, it was, it was really cool. Now where I knew John was going to be special was, like really special. I mean, he came into a program, he redshirted his first year and he asked to redshirt. We had a player, Joe Edwards, all league player um, from Chicago, got an NBA workout with the Bulls, ended up playing overseas for a little bit, um, who was ahead of him. And he said, you know, I just, I want to have my career. And, and he was 6'4", 162 when we got him. Leading score in Chicago, we were his only Division One offer. He'll claim Chicago State did, but I don't know. I never saw that. Uh, but but I got recommended to him. It was my first year as a head coach. That first year, I'd just taken over, and one of my best friends was Rob Bellanis, an assistant at Notre Dame. And they had had, you know, some stuff going on. I mean, uh, they, they didn't have a great year that year. Um, and it was the year that Jaron Grant got, uh, got ineligible, and they didn't have a great year. And he's like, hey, listen, there's a guy. He reminds me of Pat Connaughton. Mm. And, and and like he's really good, but like he's a a zero star player. Like we can't take him in a year where we didn't you know have a winning record, and you know with our group just doesn't fit. You all, you got to look hard at him. So I go up and look look at him, and he's playing with a bunch of guys that you know look like me, and I'm 45. You know, like I was <laughs> like, dude, they, they, like it's hard to evaluate. So I kind of go off of him, and I go off the stats, I watch him play, and 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 take uh, take rods you know, recommendation and, and saw the skill. You just couldn't tell because he was so skinny yeah. and you couldn't really evaluate because their season was over. Um, right. And so we take him and then, then he comes on his visit and we're out at, uh, at a wing house and, and he doesn't eat any wings. And, you know, he, you know, everybody said, how low maintenance, all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I got some eating stuff. I just don't end up. And we dig in a little bit and, and, and I'm like, Dude, like if he's not gonna eat, if he's got some knees, if he's one, you know, 162, like he's got no chance. And I'm telling my assistants this, and, and I'm like, dude, do we do it? And, and and I'm like, all right, no, trust it. Like, we'll figure this out. Yeah, like love him, like we'll figure it all out. So he comes here, he figures it out. I'd love to say that I did like yeah. we had a lot of people investing, but like he figured out the diet stuff along with our nutritionists, along with our support staff. You know, we we and 
and he figured out how to get that done. He put on, he put on 39 pounds of muscle his first year, red shirt year, 39 pounds. Yeah. Travel with yeah. all the time. I mean, he, he, he and our strength coach are like this. He and our trainer are like this. Uh, I mean, figured out was such a pro with how he operated. Um, loved the weight room. Okay. Um, and, and was freakish in there. And then when I really knew, cause you know, he was good in practice, but couldn't quite try our first road trip of the year, his redshirt freshman year, we go to, to Austin P and they had a really good team that year. I think made the NCAA tournament and he drops 28 and 12 in that wow. game. First double does like third game of the year. And we come back. That's a long road trip. And so we take us get back, get back at like 4 a.m. I tell my staff, hey, I got to get my kids to school. You guys, you know, take the morning off. Um, I'll, I'll make sure I'll do class checks. So we had a couple guys with 9 a.m. class checks or 8.30 class checks, whatever. So I rolled through the weight room on my way across campus. And sure enough, there's John, 8.15 in the morning after we arrived back at 4 a.m. And he's pumping out pull-ups. Like, who likes pull-ups? Yeah. Like, you're not human. That you know? early? No sleep? No. I mean, he slept on the bus, but he just like, he was getting his, I mean, that's yeah. what I'm going, man. He's working. Right. And, and I was like, dude, this guy's going to be special. Yeah. And like, when we go on the road, like he, he, first thing he does is find where the weight room is in the hotel day before game day of get whatever it is. He's finding, we finally had to pull him back. He was cleaning like 400 pounds on game day. And we're like, dude, that that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to back that off. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, just relentless worker yeah, and good, great spirit, man. Huge heart. Our fans love him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so uh, we do our big casino night fundraiser um, every uh, like early November, right before our season. And, you know, obviously jitty gear, contra autograph stuff yeah. like goes over. Awesome. Um, so right before then they were playing in Indianapolis. And so my assistant drove down to get some more stuff signed. He just couldn't make it up here this last off season with COVID. And he goes down and he's with some of his teammates in the lobby and like, dude, you're devaluing your autograph. And he's laughing. <laughs> he's like, dude, my autograph doesn't mean anything. He signed like a hundred things. They all sold. Yeah. Fort Wayne loves John Contra. We got a day cool. named after him. Our mayor, it's I like saw. March 13th or something like that. It's official John Conchar Day in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I want to say it's March 28th. Am I correct? March 28th. Okay. Perfect. My birthday's on the 26th. That's the only reason I remembered. I looked <laughs> at it earlier. Uh, so that's awesome. So it has to, uh, I guess I'm just going to ask a stupid question because I, I know the answer. Is he one of the best locker room guys? Uh, I mean, we've had a lot of good locker okay. room guys. John, John, though, like, I mean, he just, he does all the little things and right. it's like his game. I mean, that's where like when, when, when we were kind of figuring out testing the waters going into what would have been his, you know, senior year when he was in graduate school and I'm talking yeah. to GMs and, and like, yeah, we need his usage rate up. I'm like, I mean, I guess I don't know the NBA, but like he's averaging yeah. almost a double, double. I mean, right. usage rate. I mean, shoot a guy that just keeps the ball happy, moves it. Like, why yeah. don't you want to move in that ball? The all-stars. Right. Um, I didn't quite get all that, but like, man, those guys, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and Memphis clearly did like, he's, he's, uh, he's, he, he, they're, they're getting money's worth out of John. Um, sure. but he's awesome in the locker room Yeah. and just shows up every day. And like, when you talk about being a pro, like that's a big thing to us, like be a pro. And that's just who can stack details. Um, and one of my high school 
teammates was uh, Patrick Manley, played 16 years for the Bears, played more games for the Chicago Bears than anybody in the history of the Bears. And, like, he went to Italy with us uh, when John was uh, going into his senior year and spent a lot of time with John and talking to him about that. And, and, uh, and, and like, those guys that are special like that can just hang around the highest levels for forever because they, they do all the little things. It just – and it doesn't come easy. Like, it doesn't right. come easy to anybody. Like it takes hard work and to be disciplined like John is like Patrick was. Um, so, you know, have there been any guys that are as disciplined as him? Not, not a lot. Right. And then you couple the talent. I mean, he is, he's freakish. Like I played with John, uh, John, uh, Matt Harpering. John was his brother. Matt Harpering played for the Salt Lake. He played in high school with me as well. And John, uh, I, I keep saying John, Matt, John was his older brother, <laughs> Matt, was as good as anybody I've seen with now Conchar, John Conchar coming in behind him at just being able to track balls and like strength from yeah. head to above your head, like unbelievable with his rebounding. Yeah, no. And, that, and that's shown the past, you know, two games that he's been the starter. He put up 14 rebounds in his first game, uh, double, double, and then puts up nine uh, last night, which was amazing. And that's the locker room. Like as a coach, you want the you want just somebody who really is leading by example, right? You have to have your rah rah guy in your locker room, but somebody who just leads by examples, keeps his nose down, and just does his job. That's such a good find for a coach because really, that's like that's like gold because it doesn't always happen. And so that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, was John a starter from his first year? I know he redshirted, but as a freshman, he, he just started. Yeah, okay. he, start, he started every every game. Okay, um, actually, we had. We had uh, no, he did not start every game. Um, we were playing a non D one right after Christmas and he had had some sort of injury and we're like, all right, we're going to sit him. Yeah. Um, and well, so that was the only game he didn't start. Well, we find ourselves at halftime and this was a team that beat Indiana. Uh, I think it was the team that beat Indiana by 20 on the yeah. road. Um, like a really good team. Well, we found ourselves, our other two starting guards, both got two quick fouls. All right, we're putting our walk-ins, walk-ons, and this team had had like a St. Bonaventure train. I mean, they were pretty good that night. They were really good. Uh, and so we find ourselves like up to or down to at halftime. And I turned to John and I was like, hey, if we don't make a run in the first five minutes, you better get uninjured real quick. We're not losing to these guys. Right. Uh, he came out and did his thing and we won the game the second half. But uh, no, he started from, from day one with us. That's awesome. Have you seen any um... – I guess game. Have you? You said you watched the Grizzlies games. Anything that sticks out during those? Uh, I guess these past couple of games. But any other game you've seen that just screams like that's so so John. Like anything that you're seeing now that he maybe is doing better than he was back in college. Well, I mean he's he shoot. I mean he shot it well for us, but the three's different in, in the yeah. NBA. I mean it's deeper and just right. and watching his pro career. Like I mean he's shooting that thing with confidence now. Yeah um you know a ton of confidence and he I mean I think he was a 40% three-point shooter in college too like he can shoot it but it's a different three with different size coming at you (laughs) different level um than the summit league um but he's I mean he's doing a great job with I mean what I see is what I saw you know for his four years with us I mean the ball doesn't stick with him yeah his hockey assists are are off the charts um his ability to see the next pass his ability to just track balls um you know, what What I think the next level for him is, and I saw it at our level. I mean, we played, I mean, shoot, he played the point guard for 39 minutes a game his last wow. two years. Okay. As a sophomore, he was our starting 
play the start of the power forward and then and then would uh uh and then would would play the backup point his sophomore year i mean Juan Morgan, he beat him twice. He hates him because what a mismatch. He could guard him, but Juan couldn't guard him. Yeah. Um, there's a great clip you ought to uh, pull up okay. where he does. We're playing in the point guard. When we beat Indiana when they were ranked number three in the country at home at our place, he uh, he does a play. He's coming out of the point guard. All right, Juwan Morgan's guarding him. Thomas Bryant is hedging in it, uh-huh. and he rejects it up top and does a left-handed dunk over wow. the top of Thomas Bryant and Juwan Morgan as a sophomore in college. And, uh, and 12,000 people in our place playing the number three team in the country. It was awesome. Wow. Awesome highlight. But, but like his versatility, like, cause he, he just, he can rebound the ball. He can create. I, yeah. I think the next level is he's really good in ball scripts. Okay. Like, and, and using them and not, not using them to score, but to what we call attack the tag, finding the open man. Uh-huh. He just plays over the top and snaps it to shooters. Um, really, that's, really good that way. But and that's big because I think the Grizzlies uh, they they currently have you know Tyus Jones as their backup point guard, and then it's no way trying to move him out. Right, the NBA is a business in the end of the day, and who knows what happens for the future. But who's to say that they don't move on from Tyus Jones and they need a backup point guard? I don't know if. John would be a backup point guard, but do you see that as being a potential fit if, you know, he worked on some things? Well, you can only be what you can guard. So like, I don't know what he can, can he guard the jets? I I don't, those things I don't know. And I don't see, and I don't see every day, you know, can he, does he have point guard skills playing ball screens and all that stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Can he play playoff basketball as a point guard with guys climbing underneath them? You know, I, you know, I don't know. You right. know, that's where Coach Taylor and I just don't know the NBA like that. Yeah. Um, but like in a regular season game right now, what I know, absolutely. And he's got the skills to do it. And I think that's his progression. I yeah. mean, he's six five and can do it. And listen, one thing I know about John is like if you challenge him or you give him something you want to work on, he's gonna figure it out how to do right. it. So whether he's there right now or not, like the growth is there, he can do it. Just like everybody keeps saying, Hey, you gotta be a three and D guy. So learn, you know, learn how to be just a knockdown shooter. Well, guess what he's done this month? What? Like 79% from three. It's nuts. He, I think he, he hit so many in a row. I I forgot that what the count was, but he was just kind of knocking them down left and right. And, you know, just hitting on his defensive side of things. uh, I've watched these past two games where he's been really, you know, the starter, you know, since there's, you know, the COVID protocols, which obviously is taking out, you know, your college team and all of college basketball, as well as the NBA. Um, it was funny because a lot of times they would switch and switch to John having, you know, him having to guard De'Aaron Fox. And also last night he was being switched to where he was having to guard Chris Paul a lot of times. And that's why I asked that question, because it seems like he's able to defend as well as do a little bit of everything. And so that's why I was kind of hitting on that, because I think he is a very underrated defender. No, no doubt. And, and he doesn't look like he, he will lull you to sleep with, but his hands, he's got phenomenal hands really quick with his hands. I mean, it, it's amazing when guys just get around the rim, what he can knock off a guy's yeah. knees. Um, and then he's, you know, sneaky athletic with his lift and all that stuff. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, he's not sneaky to anybody in the NBA now. I mean, right. they, 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 you guys know what, what you're seeing and who's guarding you and all that stuff, but man, he just can make some plays that way. Now I never got to see the elite defender. I saw him make steals and be nationally yeah. ranked in the top 10 with that stuff, but 
he never came off the floor for me. So like, yeah, I, I you know, down the stretch of a game, I mean, I remember we played, we got snowed out uh, at North Dakota and North Dakota state Two really hard. I mean, North Dakota state really hard to win at. Um, and we get snowed out. There's a snowstorm. I think it was a senior year. Um, and so we're trying to get their day of game. Like we get caught in, in uh, Chicago, then have to fly into Minneapolis. And then we're bussing up Dave. I mean, it's a mess and we're going to literally get there at the tip coming off the bus. Um, and finally they push the game back. And so now they're going to make us play North Dakota, North Dakota state on back-to-back days. Okay. He plays like 39 minutes each game ends up hitting the game winner at North Dakota state um, to, to win it after, you know, playing 39 minutes in overtime. Um, And we go to a timeout and, and he's won games. Um, I'm trying to think it was Omaha. We, we said low one four and then somebody else, we said a big high uh, Cleveland state. We, uh, we, 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 he, we got him a high ball screen played off of that. And we won both games in a second. And I go to the timeout. And, and I say, John, do you want Cleveland State or you want Omaha? Meaning, all right, do you want low one four or you want a ball screen? And he looks at me and, and he goes, he goes, I want Omaha. And I said, is that because you're so tired that you, you, you're just going to pull up and you, get, you don't want anybody around you? And he gave me a wink like that. And he nails the three over the wow. top of both of them. That's um, awesome. Well, well, that just shows that, yes, he was playing a lot of men's, a lot of usage, you know, right? And he's on, he's on the court. But it just also goes to show the drive of, you know, who John Conchar is because, yes, he might not been the best of the best defender, but he has to change his game and mold his game to get on the NBA court. He's an undrafted guy, right? But in the end of the day, he wants to be an NBA player, and he can potentially make a really long career out of, here, out of this. And what he's showing now it might not be for the Grizzlies forever, right? Because somebody could, you know, give him money long-term. Who knows? That's way beyond what I even want to think about. But right now, it just shows that his drive is just incredible. And someone who I've always compared him to, and I've always said that if John was in a bigger city, in a bigger market than Memphis, if he was in Los Angeles, he would be what Alex Caruso was in LA. Because I think he does a lot of the same things. Do you have a comparison for him as well, or do you like that comparison with Alex Crusoe? No, I mean, I, I love it. Um, you know, and I don't know Alex that, that well, like right. off the court. I mean, I know John and he's, he's special and he's got that great sense of humor too, that which you're going to love. I mean, his jitty stuff, like, I mean, that, <laughs> that, that came alive in Fort Wayne with, with, you know, he and his walk on buddy, um, kind of, he's made up a word and you ask him what it means. And, you know, he gives you just, he just yeah. keeps using it in different ways and has fun with it. Um, you know, that's just who he is. And like, you watch him on the, on the court. Um, and he was, he was skipping over to go pick like who skips anymore, you know, <laughs> my 10 year old daughter and John Conchar on an NBA court. You know, I got, right. a, I got a video on we're playing South Dakota, uh, his senior year in the tournament. Okay, and and we're in Sioux Falls playing this tournament. We're the number three seed. They're the seven seed, whatever it is. Um, and and we're playing those guys. We end up beating them by twenty seven in front of twelve thousand of their wow. fans. All right, yeah. he's he's the first guy and only guy to have had triple double in the Summit League tournament. And that's with some good players coming through that league. Yeah. Um. And and uh, and and he he makes some play and he starts raising the roof. 
And I'm like, the only thing less in vogue than skipping is raising the roof. And there's John doing it just with his like sense of humor, you know? I mean, here he is talking to him pregame warmups and he's like, yeah, I like that dunk shot. Like, what does that even mean? Um, that's awesome, man. Like who, who wouldn't want that guy? And that's why like, he's going to play in the league for right. a long time. Like there is somebody who's going to find, continue to find a role. Yep. And if he chooses to play, at age 60 in the league, he probably will be able to do it because he's such a pro with his body. Yeah, I agree. And, and honestly, it's, it's so good to hear, you know, even though they are just kind of just small stories, they're just so they're good stories, right? It just shows us who really he is because I think there was an interview this week with one of the, the grind city media people with Jessica Benson, and they were talking to him and he was saying, I was going to go into cybersecurity and just kind of be, you know, use his brain more and then caught on with, you know, the Grizzlies and just kind of took off from there. But it still shows that he's still thinking about life after basketball because who knows how long it's going to be. But also it just shows these stories, shows really his character. So uh, we'll get out of here because I know your time is short. But any other good stories or any embarrassing stories that you want to share about John Conchar? Yeah, I would. I I mean, I got some funny stories. I don't know if I have anything necessarily (laughs) embarrassing, but uh, um, got, you know, nothing really that comes to mind on, on, on that stuff. Um, you know, that, and I definitely would never throw him under the bus, but man, just, I'm just so happy for him because he found a great fit with, with coach Taylor and the Grizzlies and their vicarious joy and how they share the basketball. They're having fun. That's who he is. Um, and here's what I'll tell Memphis. All right. See Memphis is, is, is listen, there's a lot of guys that contributed to that and don't take it for granted. Yeah. Um, and don't take whatever is done quietly by John Contra for granted either. Because, you know, I've, I've coached basketball before him. I've coached basketball after him. You know, I think there were times where, hey, there were things I just never had to deal with. Because, hey, he was there being that pro behind the scenes doing all that stuff. Like, it's amazing what that guy does for the game, for your locker room that you just don't even know is happening. Um, enjoy it while it lasts. And, uh, man, let's pay that guy so, yes. so he can give back to the Bastodons and uh, build us a new arena or something like that. Yeah, that, that's great. I'm glad you, you know, spoke to the city of Memphis because that's really, you know, it's such a, it's a big city, right? Memphis is, but in the end of the day, it feels like it's a small town and we love following our guys, whether it's Jaw with, you know, Murray State or you can go Desmond Bain with TCU and now, you know, even John Conchar with Purdue Fort Wayne, uh, we feel like we have an investment with that as well. And so it would be amazing to see John get, you know, a contract extension or another contract to one, be able to give back to y'all because that's really, you know, what probably where his heart really is because he's, a well, good dude. And, and I say that in jest, no, but it's really where, where, where he's recognized too is, I mean, in, in our, so, so we run summer camps and, yeah. you know, guys loved him coaching them in their summer camps and watching these kids grow up on, you know, he was with us for five years, still comes back a lot of stuff. Well, his first year in the G league, he, he sends and he gets called up, you know, whatever it was, like 63 days, something like that. He sends one of his former campers, one of his jerseys. You know, they give him like four jerseys after he sends a camper, this jersey, you know, just out of the blue. Kid didn't even ask for it. And dad gets it and, and gives it. I mean, how cool is that? Then yeah. I get a text from uh, uh, you know, one of our, our, our PT, uh, who's a good friend of mine. And his daughter is a huge Memphis John Contra fan up here in Fort Wayne had a Memphis Grizzlies birthday party. They show me the cake. Well, I, 
I had reached out wow. to John, couldn't connect, whatever. And it's like the morning of her birthday. And Troy texts me and says, hey, any word from John? I said, I'll get it done today. And so I call John. He sends a video right to her singing happy birthday to her. Wow. wow. Um, to, to this little girl that had him in camp. Like, and I'm getting, you know, all the, like, I got 30 texts. Some of them from little kids who are campers uh, <laughs> using their mom and dad's phone call after he got his double-double on his first start. Like I keep up with his record just through people hitting me up. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome. And he's so during our, our, we would sign autographs after every game. He's uncanny with remembering everybody's name. He'd come back to a game tomorrow and he'd walk into little kids that he had seven years before in camp and he'd be like, Hey, Joey, how you doing? I got a picture of him. He would work the volleyball games. Okay. While he's a senior. Okay. Knowing like he's going to, you know, Portsmouth, all this sort of stuff. And yeah, and he's he's sweeping the floor before the volume, working in the uh in the he's doing the laundry of the baseball team just wow. because hey, he liked hanging out yeah. uh in the equipment room, like doing the little work. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm so happy he's doing so well. Yeah. So am I. And, and I'm happy, you know, honestly, to have this conversation because you know, we love we love John here in Memphis, and he's become kind of you know, the feel good story of, yes, he is, you know, the fun loving guy, but he's also a really, really good basketball player. And that is the cool thing is he's not, you know, he's not going to be just, you know, an average Joe, right? He is a professional athlete and he's a good dude at that. And so that's why I like to celebrate the good dudes because uh, you don't find those everywhere. And Memphis loves the Grizzlies. And so we're, we're going to Keep following you uh, with Purdue Fort Wayne. Uh, is uh, what's coming up on your schedule? I know COVID, right? So I know it's going to change. But what's up coming on your schedule? Maybe we can just uh, the city of Memphis uh, tune in to watch you. I have no idea. We just had <laughs> IUPUI and and uh, UIC canceled yesterday, um, so we have no games this weekend. They may be doing a flex and playing Cleveland State in our league, who is the travel partner. So don't know what day. Um, we're trying to figure it all out. Right. But uh, but man, it's uh, it's awesome that you invited me to be a part of this. Always love to talk, John. And and uh, if you want to talk any more, Jitty, always hit me up. You got myself. For sure. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. The City of Memphis uh, loves John, loves you now. Thank you.